Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being special guests once again on Black Canvas. This is season seven, and I told you guys we we're going to have some amazing guests that were going to be on this show. And so today we have someone who I really do admire, and I love what she's doing in not only theater, but we're going to kind of talk about just her life in general. Her name is Chelsea Lesage, and she is the co-founder of both CL Square Productions and Golden Grand Piano Productions, as well as the managing director of Stag and Lion Theater Company. She has toured internationally as William Shakespeare, Shakespeare's Henry V, and has modeled for brands such as CoverGirl, Yitty, which is a brand, if you guys know Lizzo, y'all definitely will know what that means, JCPenney and Venus. Chelsea is known for her role as Julie in Amazon Prime's 21st Century Demon Hunter and is co-directing the series Predator and is producing and playing the antagonist, the nameless in the upcoming horror film, Bishop's Cove. At 30 years old, she has assayed Lady Macbeth and Macbeth numerous times, both on stage and on film. On stage, Chelsea's most recent played, she most recently played um, Beatrice in Much Ado About Nothing at the Trinity Theater in New York and is to reprise her role of Katrina and Gordon Farrell's Girl Who Walked on Glass later this year. On film, she has wrapped a short and a feature and has several in the works. And she also spends her time on the beach with her dogs and comprising music for horror films. And we're so excited to have Miss Chelsea here with us. Thank you so much for being here on the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Just thrilled to be here. Yes. Well, I'm thrilled too. I was kind of a little tongue-tied. I was reading, I was like, this is so amazing. And I read it before and I'm like, I'm just so nervous because I really love what you're doing, but I think we're going to make it work. <laughs> I'm all about making it work, man. Absolutely. We really have to make it work. <laughs> I know, I know. I feel you it's so hard. <laughs> so I have some yeah. fun questions for you and then some that I think will be great for people who don't know much about either film or photography and shooting and doing different things. I thought it'd be mm -hmm. good to kind of ask you some questions about the industry and your experience, if that's okay. Yeah, of course, I am here. All right, so my first question I have for you is, can you tell me what has been one of your greatest strengths as being a professional? And then the second part of that question is how do you handle rejection as a model and an actress? Okay, well, I think that the second part of that question kind of feeds into the first, where you just learn that rejection and, um, you know, uh, not booking that job so many times in comparison to the ones that you book, it kind of feeds into learning. Um, it feeds your strength as you grow and get more experience in the industry. It gives you a tougher skin, and you learn to just accept that 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 um, that not booking a part is just a part of the job. It's just like auditioning; it's just a part of the job. Applying for the jobs, finding agents—it's all a part of the job that helps you grow a thicker skin. And in that, you kind of figure out like your identity and where you feel like you fit in this industry, this crazy industry. People are like, my manager's saying like my brand. And I guess everyone's just their own brand now. That's like the hip thing to say. But I guess that I'm just kind of, um, over my years of experience, it's kind of made me a, a witty kind of facetious person. And that kind of helps guide me through everything that I'm doing. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you definitely are similar to me because I know I can kind of say things and someone's like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> yes, yes. But I think that just kind of keeps people on their feet. And I think, as you mentioned, with acting and even modeling, you have to know how to move and how to um, be eclectic and how to stand out. Because sometimes you'll go out for a natural role and you have sides in front of you and you're like, how can I make this character me? And then sometimes even that role wasn't meant for you. Maybe they had a different character in mind, but they'll love you so much. They're like, oh, this is Chelsea. We have to hire her for this. Yeah, you got to find ways to bring yourself into every single role before you let yourself get lost in it. Like I know that, for example, with, with it's Seal, Seal Squared Productions and things that Charles Lincoln and I work on, we'll be casting having a specific vision in mind, but someone just brings something that is so authentically them to the role that we rewrite the role because we want the actor. Um, so yeah, you never know. <laughs> That's true. And it kind of goes in with my other questions about like acting techniques mm -hmm. and things. Um, do you have a specific technique that you use before going into reading sides or before being actually on stage? Is there anything that you would say? Well, I mean, like through um, through my acting program, I got my BFA at Marymount Manhattan College. It was a really great education. And they like kind of take you through four years of different training techniques, whether it be Meisner or any, you know, anything out of the sun. Um, but I grew up, I just became Catherine Hepburn for a second. I don't know why that happens periodically. Um, but the, <laughs> um, I grew up at Shakespeare and Company in Lenox, Massachusetts, which is like a great regional theater. And I got to work with um, Kristen Linklater, who is a really, she unfortunately recently passed away, but she was an incredible teacher and wrote this book called Freeing the Natural Voice, which is kind of my Bible. So especially if I'm, um, if I'm warming up before a stage performance, I do this whole link later routine in order to warm up and free my natural voice. So I don't hurt myself um, vocally, physically, and just it helps in, with auditions because I, it helps me focus, relax, and not get nervous. And I love that. It's very similar to like singers, as you said, like freeing your voice as an actress, you have to go through certain rituals and things that will help you to feel comfortable and then also kind of knowing when you have to use silence and when nonverbal communication um, can be used in certain ways to make sure that you don't, you know, end up exerting too much energy or even things you eat or drink before actual, you know, sessions or practicing can definitely play a huge role as well. Oh yeah, a giant lunch right before I go on is not a good is not a good idea. <laughs> I'm like by 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 the Second Lion Theater Company. I just discovered this vegan place called like Plant Blossom. I'm a vegetarian, but they have like vegan wings, and so I would order and stink up the entire theater during this run of Much Ado About Nothing because I just would like go and get three wings, three vegan wings, and eat them like an hour before. Um, places were called, and that was that was enough. That was enough. Too much is too much. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about that since i want to kind of segue to this uh, much ado about nothing i don't know yes. much about it but I, I have heard a few things so i want you to kind of clarify um i think there's a character called count claudio i believe claudio claudio yeah. i'm sorry claudio who kind of, i think yeah. falls in love with hero which is the okay yeah. i know a little which is the daughter of his host i believe and then you play i think hero's cousin i believe Correct. See, you knew more than you think. Look at you go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think there was a part, like I think with you and, um, is it Benedict, I believe? Yes, look at you. <laughs> yes. I, I did yes. a little research, a little. There you go, there you go. 
And then I think that both of you guys, um, if you can kind of explain more about like your role, what, what went into the role and if you can give us some more synopsis of it. Sure, sure, sure. So much ado about nothing. I don't know. They call it the original rom-com and all of that. It's one of my favorite comedies from Shakespeare and I've always wanted to play Beatrice because um, she and I are very similar. We're both very witty, sarcastic, um, kind of stubborn in a lot of ways that um, are always learning on our journeys. And um, yeah, so it kind of, you follow Leonardo, who's the mayor or governor of Messina in Italy, and he has an orphan niece named Beatrice, and his daughter Hero is uh, the sole heir to his fortune and all of that, and people are coming home from the war. We had a great war, we didn't really lose anybody, and um, Hero meets Claudio, who just came home from the war, and they are just instantly smitten. And Benedict, of course, also comes back. And they've kind of had this, like, I don't know, there's definitely some history between Beatrice and Benedict. Everyone, it's always up to interpretation who's playing the roles, of course, and the direction. But the, um, but there's some history there, and they just have a lot of disdain for each other, just constantly one-upping each other, um, making fun of each other, trying to see who will win every little mini-war of wit between them. And, uh, you know, it's it's your typical rom-com. So there's drama, there's... there's um, the villain Don John like plots this whole terrible thing who's the prince's the prince also comes to visit and his brother Don John is the villain and he literally calls himself the villain that's one of my favorite things about Shakespeare it's just like haha I'm the villain I'm going to try and ruin all of your lives um and he does he like he winds up plotting a thing making it seem like hero is not um actually a maiden of course during this time period virginity is everything um and uh so ridiculous that's like the thing i can't get my head around um but it's it's it was the time it was the ways of the time and so he um he basically like frames hero to make it look like she's not a maid so claudio like kind of is physically abusive to her at the altar um, that's the other thing. Claudio is a very hot-headed young boy when you think about it. Like you think in actuality during Shakespeare's time, the two characters of Hero and Claudio are like probably 14 and 17, something like that. Our actors who we had, Aurelia and um, Devin Romero, they were fantastic. And I got scared every time he like beat her up on the wedding day, um, both as Chelsea. I mean, they were safe, of course, but um, both as Chelsea and as Beatrice, it really was easy for me to like kind of feed into that and caring for my cousin. Um, yeah, so, and of course they find out that this was all a lie, and throughout this journey, Beatrice and Benedict fall in love, um, despite their own hearts, um, through more tricks that everyone around them, the supporting cast, um, kind of, you know, sets little traps for them to fall in love, and, and everyone lives happily ever after. Surprise, spoiler alert, <laughs> wow. a 400-year-old play. <laughs> Spoiler, and it was really it was really wonderful for me because I've been working with Stag and Lion Theater Company, and of course they're in New York um, and off Broadway theater troupe. And I've been working with them for over a decade. Um, uh, they're kind of like my home, um, my home theater base. And Joshua Cohen, who's the founder and artistic director there, um, really just has provided me a safe space over the past ten years to kind of I've gotten to play all the great shakespearean roles and i will continue to do so and i just took over as managing director and it's a lot of work and it's very rewarding 
um, because I really care about this company so very much. And Josh and I have, um, you know, we've played Richard III and Queen Elizabeth. We've played the Macbeths several times uh, opposite each other on stage and on screen in Macbeth, a cursed film, which uh, my other production company, Golden Grand Piano Productions, with uh, my co-founder, Dan Gidden, we made that with Stag and Lion, and that's available to watch on Tubi for free. And it's called Macbeth, a cursed film. Um, so we... So Josh and I have kind of known each other and been like work, work married for quite some time. So it was time to kind of be funny on stage together. And it just came so naturally. And it was, it was so fun. It was, I'm really sad that it's over. But if you go to the um, Golden Grand Piano Productions YouTube channel, you can actually watch the entire production of Much Ado About Nothing that we just closed. So. Well, I would definitely, <laughs> I would most definitely yeah. look at it. <laughs> I think that's amazing. And I wanted to kind of also commend you for um, Girls Who Walked on Glass, because I think like that is something that's really important. And people we need to understand, like you had the audience, um, if I'm not mistaken, they would walk through like different parts of it, like living rooms, um, mm-hmm. bars, restaurants, if I'm not mistaken. And and yep. then it's a, pretty much talking about the lives of three young women um, as their stories kind of play out in different sets. And so one thing I love when we talk about like art installation, which I think is amazing. That's not what you guys are doing, um, but it's more like a fully scripted and like dramatized kind of um, play, which I thought was great. Yeah, we had a really great run at Alchemical Studios back in April, and um, you know the the um, I guess that people have liked it so much that we're gonna bring we're gonna bring it back um, hopefully this fall for an extended run. Um, and Gordon Farrell is, he's just been a dream to work with. He was actually one of my college professors. And then he went on to do different shows on Broadway, like A Lifespan of a Fact. He was one of the writers on that. And he brought me in as a producer on this so I can kind of help guide it. And uh, I will get to reprise my role as Katrina. And she's just this spunky um, playing a teenager, which is hilarious. Um, but the, um, <laughs> the she's just this spunky hard-ass woman um, or girl coming into womanhood who went through a really traumatic experience in her one semester of college that made her drop out and she's kind of lost her way in life and she's trying to like regain her sense of self and you follow three real stories from real women um, who went through very different but traumatic experiences and they all have to find their way back to themselves and see where they're going to go from there so that's really been um it's been an incredible journey. And yes, the audience just, you're split up into two groups. It's kind of, I, I, I get the art installation thing. It kind of, it really kind of is. It's a living art installation. It's very much kind of reminiscent of Sleep No More, which is still open at the McKittrick, where you just, um, you follow characters room to room and everyone sees every scene. They just might see it out of order. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to see where that goes. Um, and I look forward to kind of filling her shoes again for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's Thank great. You. Congratulations. Thanks. On that. And speaking of congratulations, <laughs> you have worked for Yiddy. So I really want to talk about that, which is a shapewear brand. I'm not, mis- if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 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 So it's, um, this is a shapewear brand. Uh, I think it just launched this year, but it's, it's, um, she's had great success with it. Um, I actually, I got the call. I've been with We Speak Models as my, um, my uh, mother, they have what's called like a mother modeling agency and they kind of help guide your career in that. And I've been with them since 2013 and they have been 
just such such a gift like I haven't needed a day job in so long um between the two careers and that's been so incredible um but we speak got me the job my modeling manager called like the day before and was just like hey we need you in LA tomorrow and I was like okay she's like it's Lizzo and I was like okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sure, no problem. <laughs> that that happens often in, in my career. Like, oh, we need you in Chicago tomorrow, Miami tomorrow, LA tomorrow, San Francisco. And it's a, that's um as long as I have someone to watch my dogs. Yes, I know you're always taking care of they're sitting right next to me. Um <laughs> that, as long as I have someone to watch my dogs, then of course I'm on the next flight. But working for Yiddy was great. It was a huge production. You might as well have thought it was like a Marvel film. Um, there were so many people behind the scenes and um uh, uh, everyone was just such such a joy, and the clothing itself was just so comfortable that I'm like, I was bummed I didn't get to keep any of it, but I'm gonna buy some. <laughs> um, but there's, I did five different new, um, I guess, like, how do you say it? Um, uh, like launches, like their body butter collection just launched, and then there's gonna be four more that come out in the next couple of months that I'll be a part of. And yeah, they were just, they were a dream. It was, it was a blip. It was in LA for, I think like a day, but um, uh, would love to work for them again. Liz was a dream. Everyone there was just a god or goddess. And it's, it's, I feel very fortunate to get to work in an environment like that. Yeah. I'm thinking Chelsea, it's going <laughs> to happen again. I mean, this is the beginning. Yes, I mean, I, I, I hope that. so. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope so. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. let's kind of talk about COVID-19 because I know this is something that has really kind of impacted not only the arts, but just people from around the globe, how we've all been impacted due to COVID. Can you tell me how did you experience COVID? Was it something that you had people close to you that either um, passed away or were sick or yourself of experiencing COVID? And how did you find your way back into being able to act and model and get back into working? Yeah, well, I guess I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones who didn't lose anyone to COVID um, so far. Uh, very, very fortunate and grateful for that every day. Um, I have had it twice. Um, I had it when it first when it first hit New York really, really hard. There was I was having a birthday party and there were 80 of us there and 60 of us got sick. But there was no like it wasn't publicized in the news that COVID-19 hit New York City yet. So we were just all told we had the flu and then we came back with antibodies <laughs> um, <laughs> when the testing was readily available. I mean, it did. It, it felt like the flu. Unfortunately, what happened was that so uh, Joshua Cohen was and I were doing uh, what's kind of like a punching Judy version of Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew at Stag and Lion, where I was directing a female cast and he was directing a male cast. And we were going to alternate nights at the theater and we were a week from opening and were forced to shut down. Um, that was, I mean, that was probably, that was the toughest part at the beginning, definitely. And then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to go visit my family up in the Berkshires and from the Berkshires in Massachusetts. And um, I was like, I'm just going to go visit my family. And on my third day there, I broke my leg in three places. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I wound up living there for like six months. <laughs> um until I was back on my feet literally but um but so when I was able to come back to the city and everything it became it was definitely tough because at the theater modeling was essentially just gone um so there was like my main source of income at the time was just gone 
and uh, the films that CL Squared were working on were kind of put on hiatus. So then our our actors and our crew, their income was put on hold because we couldn't shoot anything because regulations for like SAG-AFTRA and stuff hadn't been put in in place with the CDC yet. Um, the what I'm trying to think what happened next. Oh, so at Stag and Lion, we were supposed to do Macbeth as our like Halloween show, but we decided let's make it a movie instead because by October of 2020, there were like CDC regulations where we could safely shoot with, um, we could safely shoot in social distance and make sure everyone was tested and all of that. So we wound up doing shooting Macbeth, a cursed film in the height of COVID on the stage, which as I said, is on Tubi for free. And then following that, we did um, John Romain, John Romain, who's a very dear friend of mine who I've known for a long time um, through an Amazon sketch comedy show called The Egos that we did a long time ago. And he came to Josh and I with this play called the, uh, it was called The Curse of Booth, I think then it became The Confession of John Wilkes Booth. It was kind of like a series of monologues regaling what actually happened to John Wilkes Booth following the assassination of President Lincoln, because it's not what you think happened. It's not what history teaches. Big surprise there, his, like not learning the right things growing up in history class. Um, <laughs> but so it kind of goes through the whole story of John Wilkes Booth at, from from when he was young up until the assassination and everything that happened uh, afterward. And he actually lived in like hiding from place to place and was around 65 when he decided to take his own life, which is not what the public knows. But so we wound up shooting that also on the theater, at the theater on the stage in the height of COVID. And that's also available on Tubi. And what really, what was a blessing kind of with COVID with that is then John came forward with this major motion picture script, which is kind of my big new exciting news. And I guess as a segue into it is that he came, he has made it into a major motion picture called Thus Always to Tyrants. And we are moving forward with that. It's going to be a huge thing. We just hired Bob Johnson, who's this incredibly well-renowned director and line producer and composer to direct for us and uh, yeah John and I are going to be reprising our roles in this film and we're going to have big casting announcements and all of that coming really soon so this will be the biggest and Golden Grand Piano is involved with that as well so it will be like I guess for lack of a better word uh the most expensive film that I've worked on that I've helped produce and I'm really excited to get going with that um and that all wouldn't have happened if COVID didn't happen (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> which is wild but I guess I just got right before much ado about nothing I got COVID again um and unfortunately gave it to my family um <laughs> and uh they're fine everyone's okay but um that was it's it's been tough because it kind of just still puts your whole life on on hold um was nervous like is someone else gonna have to play Beatrice that would have been devastating so but I guess the rebuild of life from COVID, I think it's happened very gradually, and there's still things that I think need to be done or enforced. Um, but I've been very pleased with how seriously it's been taken with testing and all of that on every set and every city that I've been on or on every stage. It's been very good. I'm just hopeful. I'm hopeful for the future. <laughs> I am too. I mean, there's so many other things that we need to be, you know, concerned about and people taking precautions. But I think it's important, like you mentioned, is that you making sure you're safe and then also making sure when you're on set, if there's anything you have issues with that you can bring it to the forefront. So that way you can make sure 
that you do your part. And so I'm so, so glad that you made it through it twice. Cause I know once you have it once for a lot of people, they say it's pretty easy for you to get it again if it happens. And so I'm just very excited that you're here, but also congratulations on all the new things, like you said, that are going to be coming very soon and with your production company. That's really awesome. Thanks. Yeah, life is life is wild and it's 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 never boring. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. I was on a, the last thing I'll say about COVID is on set for something in Chicago a couple of months ago. And, the, um, and yeah, they test you when you arrive like a rapid test just to make sure you can keep working. And the other model came back positive and was sent right back home like the like the so that is still happening which is good but it's unfortunate like i can't imagine if i showed up to set for for yiddy and then i just was sent back home <laughs> i'd be so terrible um so i guess just everyone just stay safe just don't be dumb um and we'll continue to try to get through this together you know that's my mentality oh i do <laughs> i most definitely know what you're talking about <laughs> yes yes yeah. So Chelsea, I have a fun question for you. So this one is kind of going back to your childhood. So if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Chelsea? Just, I got, I got bullied a lot growing up for um, being a band geek. I played the clarinet my whole life. Um, the uh, for being a band geek, I hit puberty at like age nine. So I was probably, I'm 5'11 now, but I probably hit like 5'7 by the time I was 10. So I was always the tall, gawky band geek girl who was also good at school. Um, so I was always bullied. And I just, you're so like impressionable and malleable that you start to take those things to heart at that, at that age. And, um, I think I just, and of course that's, that's a normal part of my job now is people like just judging how I look, but I don't, of course I don't care now. I think I tell myself like, and for lack of a better phrase, don't let the haters get you down (laughs) because I wonder if I'd be able, like how things would be different if I didn't care what other people thought of me growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was bullied in, in my childhood too, going into middle school and high school. So just going through all those experiences, you just have to learn how to stand in your truth and be okay with um, with making changes for yourself. But I do want to tell you before we move on is that you're a beautiful person and inside and out. Oh, and thanks. it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks because ultimately they don't pay your bills. <laughs> they don't, they don't, you know what? I'm going to steal that. I'm stealing that. <laughs> you don't pay my bills. <laughs> and even if, you, and even if you did pay my bills, I still have a right to still believe in myself. Oh yeah, totally. So like little Chelsea, like it's okay. If it weren't for those experiences, I wouldn't be who I am now, but that's definitely, I'd be like, I'd be like, listen, girl, they don't matter. Just do you, just do you, you play that clarinet, you do Shakespeare, you do whatever you want. Who cares? Um, yeah. So I guess that's also advice that I, cause bullying is such a big, big problem still so much. So now with online and social media and these I like unrealistic beauty standards that kids as young as 12 I see them on on like TikTok and stuff and I'm like what are you doing just be a dork <laughs> stop um and you don't you don't have to conform <laughs> to all these like unrealistic things or listen to what other people say so if any of you children are listening that's my advice to you yes Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that part for me, Chelsea. So the last question I have for you is how can our listeners find you online? And can you also mention any other things in the works that you have coming up very soon? 
Yeah, yeah. So online, I mean, you can go to, it's outdated. Yes, I know, Vinny, my manager, you're probably going to listen to this and be like, update your website. Um, uh, I have to update my website, but it's uh, chelsealisage.com is my website. And then on Instagram, I am, um, I'm at chelsea.lesage on Instagram. And soon I'm going to be on Cameo. So if you have, um, if you have anyone who you think would like a personalized video from me, you can find me on there and I'm happy to do that. Um, and yeah, what am I working on right now? Uh, CL Squared Productions is doing, we're, we're almost done with production of Bishop's Cove, which um, has been this like thrilling adventure and it's just so bloody and um, so disturbing and is so right up my alley. Um, so that is, and I play a demon in that as opposed to a demon hunter in the other, in the other series, uh, 21st Century Demon Hunter. Um, so Bishop's Cove will be hit in the festival circuit and be distributed next year. The first season of 21st Century Demon Hunter will be re, we have a new distributor, excuse me, we have a new distributor who is, um, actually re-releasing the first and now our, like, second season, which is called Season of Fire, both separately on DVD and Blu-ray. The first one will be hopefully this September, and then the second one to follow, Um, around Halloween and that's all new episodes and I know that you know the indie horror community has been like where did it go because we had it taken down for a while just so we could revamp and um, rebrand I guess uh, our 20 our demon hunter um, world Uh, so that will be out on DVD and Blu-ray and streaming the first season in September re-released and then the next season will be following shortly afterward and then with CL Squared we're now working on another feature called Nowhere Fast which is uh, about a girl uh, all-female punk band that um, they are on their first tour when the end of the world happens Um, (laughs) like uh, you know apocalypse stuff so zombies scary stuff everything super dark, super fun. We just started principal photography on that. And that's, that's, it's really fun. And then that's always to tyrants. We're in pre-production for that. And uh, it's really just going to be, it's jam-packed and super exciting. And I know that at Stag and Lion are right now, um, there's a show, Oscar Wilde Salome is going up in a couple of weeks. I am um, not involved with that other than uh, doing publicity for that. And then after that, uh, Claire Tires is directing King Lear, and then we'll announce the rest of our season. So things are definitely busy. I got some modeling jobs in the works. And um, yeah, I guess you can just, I, Instagram is where I'm most active. So you can see what I'm doing on a daily basis. Yeah. So that's Chelsea.Lesage on Instagram. I don't do the TikToks. People send me TikToks. I'm a normal 30-year-old who, like, people will send me the TikToks a week later through Instagram. Um, <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> yes. That's me. I love it, Chelsea. You're amazing. And thank you so much for making time to be here. And I would love to have you back in the future. Oh, yeah. No, thank you so much for having me. Also, you have the best name. And um, <laughs> we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> Jeriel's just the best name. I'm just obsessed with The Little Mermaid. And now I'm obsessed with you. So, yes. Awesome. Yes. Well, the feeling's mutual on my end. Thank you. Yes. All good things. All good things. Yeah. Well, thank you so well, much. I'm just so excited for you. You just keep doing what you're doing because you have a positive light around you and I want our listeners to remember to let's remember to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas yes oh I love that oh I feel motivated now (laughs) thank you so much Chelsea and I hope you have a great rest of your week
Thank you. You too. We'll chat soon. Love. Right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.